podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Nat Coombe Show is brought to you in association with the Aer Lingus College Football Classic. The first chance to get tickets to see Northwestern versus Nebraska at the Aviva Stadium on Saturday, the 27th of August, 2022, is through their pre-sale on Friday, the 19th of November. So visit collegefootballisland.com to sign up now for exclusive access. That's collegefootballisland.com. Head on over and sign up. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show, Edge Rush. I'm Nat Coombs, he is Propo, a.k.a. the Unders King of Plankton, a.k.a. Plankton. Plankton. Did you say Plankton? <laughs> plankton. I know you're big in the world of Plankton. Yeah, Trumpton. Trumpton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And are you Mr. 100%? That was, of course, your nickname after last week, but did your props roll that way again? <laughs> it's obviously that's where you're going to start, isn't it? As well, obvious, hey. that's the direction you'll go to. Uh, I went mm. one and two, Nat. One and two. One right. and two. Yeah, so obviously not ideal, realistically. Mm. Kyle Pitts was two yards away. And oh, also Kyle. And he also dropped one of the uh, one of the part, few passes, I always say, on a Sunday that you could have caught. Yes, fair. Which, fair. Uh, yeah, which would have led him to go over. And then Miles um, Gaskin um, apparently decided not to turn up last Sunday, but obviously decided to turn up on Thursday Night Football instead. Well, let's start with that. How about them Dolphins? The playoffs, here we come, right? Yeah, because you've always been saying, because it's not like you've been <laughs> saying the Patriots, your rivals, are always going to make the playoffs. You've always backed the Dolphins. And that is the journalist in me. Ollie Thornton. That's the journalist in me. You see, I can put aside personal preference. I can put aside partisanship and give a cool, clear, analytical take on things. Yeah, exactly. But when you're celebrating Patriot touchdowns, that's a very different kettle of fish, isn't it? It feels weird. And again, it's, it's like it's like I'm outside of my body looking at somebody else. That's how it, how it kind of feels. But I mean, incredible defensive performance from Miami. The defensive performance they've been waiting for pretty much all season long, right? This is a little bit more like it. And Brissette goes out. Jacoby uh, uh, Tua comes in with his banged up finger. Eh, doesn't look great to begin with, but ultimately and crucially gets the job done. Yeah. In Tua, we trust Miami. In Tua, we trust. But that's the kind of performance we needed. The results, <clears throat> obviously great. That's a big, big thing, of course. Take it down one of the top seeds uh, for all kinds of reasons, although this is very much the, the theme of the NFL at the moment, right? The upset specials and the underdogs getting it done. But I think it's more the cohesion, the discipline and the impact of that defensive performance is exactly what Flores has been saying he's looking for, right? We've talked about this when I spoke to him when he came over to London, right? When I asked him the question, why is the defense been struggling so much? He said it's detail, lots and lots of small little things that cumulatively uh, add up to an ill-disciplined performance. What we saw last night was precisely the kind of defensive performance we expect from a Flores team. So all of those people out there hating on Flores, forget the two I hate, right? I've, I've, I've dealt with them. The Flores haters, oh, maybe he's not our guy. You know, oh, the draft picks, oh, this, that. Shut up. Move on. We're fine. Well, uh, really, you're that convinced by last night's performance that you think that just that kind of seals the deal for you that this is teams going in the right direction. I haven't been. I haven't been concerned. Obviously, I, okay. Let me rephrase that. I've been concerned uh, to a degree, but not to unduly so. I haven't been concerned to the point of do we need to blow this up and reboot and move it. The, yeah. the Watson thing is a different conversation, as we've talked about on the show, right? Uh, and I don't like that at all. But everything else, I don't think 
has um, demonstrated a need to reboot. You know, uh, certainly, at the, uh, you know, my feelings in, in terms of tour and, uh, and and definitely in terms of Flores. So yeah, that just puts uh, an extra bit of um, surety in my conviction there. So yeah, happy with that. What about Beckham to the Rams? Also looked like there were four or five teams in the mix from what we could work out from all the reports flying around. It's the Rams that he uh, he landed with. So the Rams going even more all in than ever before. So if we use our analogy of us in the casino, putting all our chips in the table, are they now... Is this essentially by getting back? Well, actually, didn't give up much. Didn't, this time, they didn't give up any draft no. capital. But it just feels as though, if we think that with Von Miller and with Stafford, it was whacking all the chips in the middle of the table. We've seen all those memes flying around, right? Are they now asking for a bit of credit with, from the pit boss? Is that, that basically? Yeah, it basically seems like what it is. But it also feels like the um, the cap doesn't exist. That kind of is also what it feels like to a certain extent. I know, cap yeah, cap schmap. That also <laughs> yeah. feels like what it is. But also, I think the thing that I've taken from this, which is interesting, mm. is it feels like what the Bucks did last year has kind of changed football in the same way that when LeBron James went to the Heat and Chris mm-hmm. Bosh went to the Heat, that kind of changed basketball because teams realised that you're not just going to win with two superstars anymore. And ever since that mm. point, you look at what's happened in the NBA, Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, even if you're looking at your beloved Brooklyn Nets now, obviously Kyrie's not playing, but at the same time, they have three superstars. Mm. And that kind of feels like what the Rams are doing is kind of copying. It's a copycat league in the same way the NBA is. In the yeah. same way that what the Bucks did last year, which is no, actually, do you know what? You can't have enough pieces. Mm. Just keep adding, 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 adding. And also they've got... The factor is, is they're one of the few contenders in the league right now. We saw one of the best teams supposedly in the AFC go down to one of the worst teams in the AFC last mm. night. The Rams are one of the few teams which you can say are guaranteed to be in the playoffs and yeah. will be contending for this Super Bowl at the end of the day. And they've also, only team they're really going to go against in the NFC is probably the Bucks, most likely, mm. depending on what happens in the NFC West. So I think basically what they're See, saying oh, is... just look, look over there to your right. That's Arizona waving, saying, <laughs> yeah. I'm Propo, what about No, us? no. You know I'm an Arizona uh, hater and I'm not going to buy into them. <laughs> it's a great point you make because particularly the... You, you know, obviously the salary cap in theory anyway has <laughs> some bearing here, but yeah. it's the type of acquisition right now. It's an easy and, and quite glib comparison to say Antonio Brown, Odo Beckham, but there are obvious comparisons there, right? In terms yeah. of uh, superstar status a few years ago, careers on the slide for, for different reasons, uh, fairly clearly. So they are relatively, um, well, more than relatively, they are very cost effective. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a, Boom or bust vibe, certainly with Beckham. I think there's there's a boom or bust vibe, but it's a low risk deal, really. It's a For one year sure. deal, you know. I mean, it, it, it's smart, smart business in my mind from the Rams. Maybe less smart. I'm interested in your thoughts on this. So Von Miller, who's been there two minutes, and look, the great Von Miller. I am not having a pop uh, at him per se, but this got me a little bit worried in the sense if I was Sean McVay be a little bit worried about this kind of behavior. So NFL.com reporting that Miller was quite a big part in recruiting Beckham. And this actually plays along with your NBA analogy, right? That yeah. uh, that's a huge part, of course. It, Tampering. It, it, yeah. In terms of the NBA m- player movement that, that the superstars are leveraged to, uh, to tap up uh, other, other stars to come and play with them. Uh, so fair play, right? You do that. Miller's a, a bona fide superstar in the league. So I get that. But then uh, as NFL.com reports, shortly after the deal was agreed, 
Miller posted to Instagram a screenshot of a video call he was having with Beckham that read, let's chase this ring, family. I mean, I, you know, I get it. Uh, I just think it's starting to, that's a, if I was McVeigh, I would be thoroughly annoyed about that. About Why? That kind of, because you, I just think you're tempting fate. It's not quite as bad as the, when the Browns a few years ago promised the Super Bowl. And I get that every, you've got to be out in it to win it. You've yeah. got to have that self-belief. But I just think that you've just signed. He's literally just signed. Literally just signed, yeah. Why post on Instagram? Have that conversation internally. Let's get together as a team and say, let's go get the ring. But it just feels like as a dangerous karmic no, I, I see where you're coming risk from. risk to be like, we're all out to get the ring now. We're the favourite. You know, I could just see that. Could, could we come back to haunt them a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why they're there. Let's be real. They're both, they're both two yeah, players yeah. who have literally chosen that team just to chase a ring. I mean, in the exact same way yeah. in the NBA, the teams just, like players just go to teams where they know they've got a better chance of chasing a ring. Yeah. Odell Beckham and... I mean, Odell Beckham... Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe, he's, maybe it's actually a fair he's just calling it... Well, he's, yeah, he's literally just... Saying the uh, saying the truth because I mean that's what everyone knows they're doing at the end of the day they're yeah, literally fair, I guess yeah that's what and that's what LA uh, yeah I mean it's all about the PL. the Hollywood swagger I get it all the right Von Miller swagger. I retract it I take it back I am convinced otherwise now fair play that's <laughs> yeah exactly. just weighs in with a couple of with a skeptical propo eyebrow raised yeah do you think and. You see, uh, uh, unturned. Uh, one more bit of news and we'll get down to business. We've got three games we're picking as well. We've got Propos, Prop Bets of the Week. Uh, hmm, do we have to do the lo- Drew Locks of the Week? We do. We have to do the Drew Locks uh, of the Week and we also have to do yeah. Nat Zaka because it didn't win again. So that means... Why that don't we... we turn this back to Oli Zaka then? No, no. We ha- I said we're only going to turn it back when oh, you, when you win. All right, I think I'm a bit more, bit more confident this week uh, on that one. Absolutely. We had a good run, I'd like to point out. Before we did, we did. I'm, I'm just going through a bit of a bit of a tilt, right? But I will be back. Uh, the other news, of course, Cam back in Carolina, which I is, know. I love this. I love this. So I love the pictures of Cam with a big smile on his face back where, back where he belongs, quite frankly. It's a one-year deal, pretty good deal as well. So it's up, worth up to 10 million, a four and a half guaranteed. And he gets a roster bonus. So he's getting six million. To put that in context, I think I've dropped this stat before because I was looking into the salaries of backup quarterbacks when I was writing a piece on it for the Times a few weeks ago. Case Keenum, six million dollars this season. So I mean that's unbelievable value, right? If you're if you're paying Cam the same as and you know, respect to Case Keenum, but he's a career backup. Uh he's gonna do he's gonna spell short term, right? In Carolina while Sam Darnold comes back from the what's he got? A, it's a shoulder injury, isn't it? Uh, which is three, four weeks minimum. Mm-hmm. So he won't play this weekend. That'll be PJ Walker suiting up. But Cam will have a three, four game spell probably. Hey, he could land the gig, land the gig for the rest of the season and maybe beyond. Right? I think he's definitely got the gig for the rest of the season. You think he's definitely got the gig for the rest? I of think the he's season? definitely got the gig for the rest it of the season. Depends how he performs. Sure, it does to a certain extent, but it can't get much worse than Donald, don't you think? Well, I guess so. I, I guess mean, so. Donald honestly at this point is a hindrance is to his team. Yeah, he I think he's done. done. I think Donald's done. Backup land, backup yeah. Field. Oh yeah, if if he's lucky. I mean, honestly, I mm. think that PJ Walker would have started regardless this week. I think that injury is a bit of a cop out, to be completely honest with you. Um, did you see that it's called? A, did you see what um, Field Yates, friend of the show, said? Friend of the when show. a friend of the show, he said because um, the report came out that Donald's going to miss this week because of an incomplete fracture. Mm. And uh, Phil said he can't even complete a fracture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, but at the same time, at the same time, Donald has been so bad for this Carolina Panthers team. They have, he honestly is what has got to that point where 
He's become a hindrance. They need mm. someone who's just not going to turn the ball over. Yeah. That's all they need and someone who's going to complete passes. You think about last year when they had Teddy, mm. the success that Robbie Anderson was having, it really looked like DJ Moore could build year on year and they haven't yeah. been able to do so because yeah. Darnold has been unable to utilise them properly. And I think yeah. that when you've got the experience of Cam Newton, he is someone who isn't going to turn the ball over a lot. He's not going to set the world alight in the state that he is in right now, but he'll be able to utilise those weapons better than Sam Darnold has been able to because simply Cam will not turn the ball over nearly as much. Mm. So I think this Panthers team, considering I think this is one of the best, I think they have one of the top five defences in the league. Mm. So all Cam has to do is allow that, that defence to do what they need to do let McCaffrey and do his thing. He's back. So yes, McCaffrey's sneaky. back. Yeah, I honestly think that the sneaky Panthers playoff team, run. If yeah. the Panthers still had Teddy Bridgewater, they'd be a playoff team. If the Falcons are a playoff team, mm. Teddy Bridgewater would have made this team a playoff team. And I think Cam is much closer to Teddy than mm. Sam Darnold is. Love that. Love that. Ollie rolling uh, on this week's show. Right. Let's get down to business then. Uh, we'll start with New Orleans, Tennessee. That's the first game we're looking at in a bit more detail. The Titans on an absolute roll, of course. Are they the Given given the result last night and Baltimore going down and Buffalo spluttering a bit, the Titans are the number one seed for you in the ASC right now. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is going to change week on week, isn't it? Honestly, like last week, I'm pretty sure I said that the Ravens are my number one team in the AFC and they've you just did. and they've just lost to the Dolphins. I mean, at the end of the day, and then I would have resorted to the Bills and they lost to the Jags last week, mm-hmm. which makes me think that I honestly have no clue what's yeah. going to happen in the AFC. Do you know what I mean? Like the Titans, I can't buy into it. I can't buy into it. Well, the post-Henry they- Titans. So uh, the, the the upside of the Titans, obviously, is their defense is really stepping up, particularly their pass rush. Right? <sighs> so this was going into the season, the, the simplistic or the elevator pitch on the Titans was best running back in the business. Yeah. That sets up uh, a decent passing game, including play action, but not exclusively limited to, to play action. That's got better because they've added Julio. They're going to be better offensively year on year, but they don't have a defense. Their defense is maybe worse than it was last year. Certainly one of the weaker defenses around and not better. And the defense, much like Dallas actually, we'll talk about in a bit, has surprised. Now, it's I don't think anybody is necessarily thinking it's an elite unit, but in some statistics and some areas of the field, it is, right? So this is a, a top six pass rush in terms of sacks. This is a team that allowed a combined of 19 points against the Chiefs and the Rams. 19 points, right? Yeah. So you can't uh, disregard them as, no. uh, as an improving and effective defensive unit as we saw only too, too readily last week, right? The, the obvious elephant in the room is the longer-term impact of no Henry. They le- seemed to go by committee last week, right? So with... Uh, Peterson, who didn't have a huge amount of impact, perhaps unsurprisingly, given how long he's been out, did get a score. Jeremy McNichols as well, and Foreman as well. They seem to kind of split it through. They might continue to do that, right? And as Iron Mike said on the show on Monday, it's obviously a regression. But the question is how much and can they can they create enough threat from the ground game to keep that that uh, the aerial game ticking in terms of how teams score up against them? Big one this game is Kamara's fitness because we're yeah. Friday morning, no one really knows, right? It's no, it's looking about 50-50 right now. 50/50. And I think that's massive for this game. Oh, huge. Um, yeah. The Saints, on the other hand, uh, uh, you know, in terms of defensively, 
uh, if we bring it back to that ground game, they rank number one against the run after nine weeks, right? So it, that's going to be a tall order, I think, for this running back by committee Tennessee ground game to make a huge amount of hay there, which then begs the question, can Tannehill, the most underrated quarterback, I think, in the NFL, I think, I think we, we're all kind of agreed on that, uh, can he make hay despite that? So where's the line here? The, the Titans, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm not going to even guess here. You tell me where it is. I haven't looked at this one. The line, interestingly, yeah. is flirting between three and two and a half. So the overrun is at 44 and a half while I'm there. So basically, I think ultimately that makes no sense in the grand scheme of things. The Titans are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. They are currently 7-1 and against the spread in their last eight and 7-1 overall in games. So why is this number so low? Mm. That is purely because I still don't think people are really buying into this Titans team. Mm. And I think one of the reasons for that is last week, they were held to just 194 total yards. Right. Three and a half yards per play against this LA Rams team. The only reason why they had the success they had against the Rams, against the Colts, is because of those big turnover plays, which, as you know, the market likes to bet against because they think they even themselves out across the season. And I don't see this Titans team having the same success this week as they did against the Rams, against the Saints. I think Sean Payton will be aware of that. Mm. He, will be, he will know for a fact that if Trevor Simeon holds on to the ball, if he keeps the ball, if they start handing it off to Taysom Hill a little bit more and realize, like utilizing everything in that playbook, which we know is extensive because of Sean Payton, that I think the Saints can have some success against this Titans team. This mm. is going to be a battle. It's going to, I think this is going to be a low scoring battle as well. I can't see both teams having that much success on offense. I, I just don't think that the Tennessee Titans are going to be as good as they have been over the past three weeks consistently for the rest of the season. And I'm, there's two teams, Nat, in the NFL, which I just can't buy into mm. from, what, from just the eye test, from what I'm seeing. So you're saying Arizona and Tennessee. I just can't. I can't. And they are week no, on week proving themselves. Exactly. Well, this is, yeah. I mean, Arizona, I'm, I'm particularly surprised about. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I... Look, I a, a long time advocate of Vrabel as a coach, and I think we're starting to For see sure. how effective a coach he is with this, you know, with the personnel he has. And yeah, okay, he has got some some big hitters up there in terms of the pass rush, and I think that's that's starting to come together. But I just think they're a really well coached unit. I think he is, you know, if if it, obviously a, a, a Belichick's the prototype, right? He is yeah. the he's the gold standard of getting um, elite performance high level performance from players that elsewhere would be indifferent or also ran. And, and there, there are lots of reasons for that, not least the clarity of vision in, in, in system, right. That he has, everybody understands what they're meant to do. He's incredibly precise with that. So you might be a limited all round player, but you work well in terms of what he's asking you to do. And if you do yeah. that well, you know, happy days, right. I, th- I think Vrabel seems well, obviously given his patronage, right. Seems to be cut from cut from the same, Cloth there. Uh, what's the total on this one? Huh? So the total is 44 and a half. Mm. Are you taking any action? Because I, I just, Kamara for me is the, is the kicker here. Kamara is the key. Players. So wait to see what Kamara's um, injury status is. But the Saints are 7 and 0 against the spread as an underdog without Drew Brees. Mm. They're 36 and 16 against the spread in their last 52 road games. Love it's that. interesting. Let's go back to yeah. 2019. Love that. Well, at the That's same really time, relevant. though, I really think relevant. that. 
for those that I know you, I know you hate on these statistics, but I think there's two coaches in the NFL that mm. you have to listen to these kind of statistics for because I think they are so impactful on their team. Yeah. And that is Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin. Mm. And I think those, they are the two best examples of don't bet against them as an underdog. Mm. They are good enough as a coach, probably similar to Bill Belichick as well, but I don't have those stats in front of me. Bill Belichick, I think those are the two coaches who because of what they can do, because of the what they can get out of their team, mm. backing them as an underdog is always going to be a smart bet because they just seem to be able to get the best out of their teams in these spots and seem to be able to, like, as much as I love Mike Vrabel and I agree with you, I will take Sean Payton over him every day of the week. Okay, so we're leaning Saints, I think, particularly if Kamara plays there. But interesting. Definitely leaning Saints. Who they yeah. put Lattimore on as well, where they, he's going to go on AJ Brown. Uh, Definitely whether, on AJ Brown. Definitely AJ Brown, you think? So, uh, so I think yeah. so. Let Julio, so Julio could be a good prop play maybe, maybe it, Julio could be a, definitely a good prop play they actually haven't released the lines for it yet so I've had to be I've been a little bit restricted in my prop ah, bet so far okay, this week okay. yeah. still it won't hold you back I'm sure uh, you've got to well you got to do better than one and two anyway exactly I've got to bounce back got to bounce back uh, we all do all, quite frankly we all do right no you definitely do well, I definitely do that show <laughs> is brought to you in association with the Air Lingus College Football Classic the first chance to get tickets all to see Northwestern Nebraska at the Aviva Stadium, Saturday, the 27th of August, 2022, is through the pre-sale on Friday, the 19th of November. Uh, visit collegefootballisland.com. Sign up now for exclusive access. We're going to be there. We're also uh, releasing a code next week, oh, an exclusive code to the, the Natcoom show, which is going to be dropped next week. More details to follow. Very exciting indeed. So keep your eyes peeled, College Football Island. Dot com. Let's talk Dallas Atlanta then. Those playoff challenging Falcons, right? The um, the number one offensive line in the NFL right now is Ollie Thornton. Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. But, but, but Tyron Smith is the concern, isn't he? No yeah, he's questionable. Sure. Yeah, how bad it is and is he going to play through? Doesn't really uh, matter against Falcons, does it? Probably not. Probably not. But then we've ripped <laughs> off the Falcons before, right? The, the moment I get off the Falcons, having backed them for the you know previous couple of weeks, is when, of course, they uh, they take care of business. Uh, is there any realistic chance? What the the line is? What? Let me. The line is like incredible. Nine. 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 Considering what we saw last week, considering the Falcons managed to turn over the Saints in a, in a brilliant performance, and the Cowboys obviously ended up getting destroyed by the Denver Broncos in mm. just every single aspect of the game, makes this line absolutely fascinating when realistically you've got two NFC playoff contenders. And I actually can't believe we're saying that about the Atlanta Falcons, even though we said it in one of our preview pods at the beginning of the season, we said that Falcons might be sneaky good this year. Mm. But the one person that, that I want to give a lot of love to that's here. Matt Ryan. Love and Matt I wanted Ryan. to swear. I wanted to put a swear word in between Matt Ryan. We're a family. We're a family. You know I mean? Exactly. But I wanted to say it because he's just realistically, ever since the dreaded 28 and 3, mm. 28 3 scoreline, he has got nothing but disrespect from this league. Yes. He currently, this season, has a quarterback rating of 98.1. Last week against the New Orleans Saints, big divisional game, 343 yards and two touchdowns. He's had 15 touchdowns and six interceptions on the year. He's been playing so well. He's barely had Calvin Ridley for the whole season. And we don't, bless Calvin Ridley, we don't know what situation he's been in for the whole year. So he hasn't been playing up to standard. He's no Julio Jones, yet that hasn't seemed to be a problem. They are one of the worst teams defensively, statistically. And they are also one of the worst teams at running the ball. Mm. But somehow they're four and four. 
Matt Ryan deserves yeah. so much more credit for that. He is proving everyone who wanted the Falcons to draft a QB this season completely yeah. wrong. I honestly think that he is carrying Arthur Smith as well. Like, I think Arthur Smith is taking a lot more credit than he deserves mm. for this 4-4 four and four record. I honestly think that Matt Ryan deserves all of the credit for the way that he's been carrying this team despite all of the adversities that they have faced. And do you know what makes me really sad, Nat? I would love him to get his Stafford chance, you know? Oh, that's so weird you said that. I was just yeah. about to come in and say, wouldn't it be great if he gets a Stafford chance? And I was thinking yeah. of destinations in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great right shot. Yeah. New Orleans would be great. I mean, as you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking and trying to work out what would be a good fit for him. So basically rolling into a, a, a contending team, the Saints is, I mean, yeah, like, for I, sure. going to be difficult, you know, divisionally. But interesting. What else? Who else? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about the NFC, that the teams that could realistically he could make the difference. It's a long way to go. It's kind of moving sideways, really. If he was to go to the Giants, say. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, and in the AFC, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure they would necessarily move on from Baker. No, uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting point. Um, yeah, there aren't that many. There aren't that many spots, are there? In that no, state? usually the contenders have a decent quarterback. That's why they're contenders. That's that's the problem. Hot take. Uh, Hot which take. way is this going then? Are, they, are the Cowboys going to cover? Uh, so, I think that the safer bet here, Matt, mm. is the Dallas. Points, 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 mm. points, 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 points. The Cowboys have the third best offense in the NFL statistically. They are averaging 30 points per game. Mm. They put up 35 points against the Pats. Good defense. 44 points on the Giants. Good defense. 36 points on the Panthers. Okay, defense. defense. No, all right, no, the Giants have got a decent defense. Good defense. Giants, the Giants have got good defense. Don't be so rude. Okay. Don't be so rude about New York. 36 points on the Panthers. Good defense. 41 on the Eagles. Good defense. Yeah. All much better defenses than this Falcons team. Mm. To take the 32 and a half line to the Cowboys points. That's what I'm going for, realistically. Love that. What's the over, the total? 54 and a half. <laughs> so the reason why I don't... So basically, the one part of this game which I think is unpredictable is how the Falcons play. That's the one thing. As much as I love Matt Ryan and I love the way he's been playing recently, I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate the kind of output that he had last week. Right. So that's my one fear. But if he does, I think they cover this mm. spread and I think the over total go like I think it goes over. Yeah. Cowboys are not going to play in the exa- in the same way they did against the uh, Broncos last week. There's just no chance of that. They yeah. all come out firing. If anything, mm. it's going to motivate them. Mm. So that's why I think the most sure thing for me or the thing that I have most confidence in is the Cowboys to go over 32 and a half total points. Yeah, good argument. I, I like that. I do like the total. I, I do feel Matt Ryan will make some hay and, and I think you're right. The Cowboys will ball uh, uh, certainly offensively. So I, I like the over as well there. But uh, yeah, if you want to mm. be a little bit more, uh, not even cautious, but if you just want to take the, the different uh, approach, if you're a little bit skeptical about how that Falcons offense will contend with this, you know, emerging and, and, and certainly competent, good uh, Dallas defense. <laughs> then, uh, so that was my impression of you all. Then uh, they go with Dallas. <laughs> good. Uh, good right. defense. Speaking of good defense, Pittsburgh, they've got a great Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Jared Goff versus Cam Hayward and TJ Watt just scares the hell out of me. Uh, 
so that's obviously i mean goff is uh, as we've talked about at length and i don't think we need to to go over in too much detail again top five it's quarterback yeah top seven quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> i think you know he's just so short it's a loaded deck he's just got nothing around him really with you know the exception of deandre swift and, and tj hawkinson right i've got a quick question for you do you know what i read when i was prepping for this game do you know what i read an argument was wait a minute he's a he's a for this game oh yeah sorry sorry yeah sorry well of course it's weeks yeah, and weeks yeah. hours and hours of hours and hours and hours yeah exactly yeah. do you buy into the narrative that mm. jared goff is a hot weather quarterback <laughs> well i mean there are there are a number of quarterbacks of course that, that demonstrably are right uh or, or whose performance significantly declines in in cold weather it's not a crazy argument i haven't really analyzed jared goff's performances to that degree yet i just think jared goff is a below average quarterback that uh, that i still think could start in the nfl but not in a spot like this right so yeah the interesting looking into this uh a bit more in roethlisberger in particular right because I've been, that's one of the things, you know, we talk uh, uh, different takes on the show and uh, different. Yeah, you hate Roethlisberger. That's what we know. I hate Roethlisberger. No, you hate do... Roethlisberger. It's kind I, of justified I, at the end of the day. I, I see why. I, 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 I admire his guts, but I, 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 what we hear is Roethlisberger's done. Let's stick a fork in him. This is last season. They're going to yank him during the season. And yet, you know, Pittsburgh are there, right? Now they're there because of Najee Harris, because of their defense. But yeah. so where is Roethlisberger at? That's what I wanted to get to. Because looking at different narratives that get flung around. That's a good place for Matt Ryan to go to. Oh, hey, great shout. That's a great, yeah. great place for Matt Ryan to go to. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, so, you know, the like we, we, we got into the Chiefs offensive line. Incidentally, PFF ranking the Chiefs in the top three now offensive line. So uh, better give uh, better give our mic a call. <laughs> <laughs> but you know these things they get thrown around and uh what, what let's look at in a bit more detail not just the eye test and the highlights or game tape as much as you're watching of any one particular team so I looked at a bit of roethlisberger and all the things that we expect uh, or understand of there right his mobility is as bad possibly worse than yours propo uh it, it un- under center uh there is very little movement of any kind uh they have been dinking and dunking it as a result uh the um deep pass is dangerously absent so average target depth seven and a half yeah qb rating 83.2 pff's passing grade 55.9 he is ranking outside of the top 30 the top 30 and then think about some of the quarterbacks that are in this <laughs> yeah, I can in the deep waters of that particular league in both passing grade and yards per attempt. So it is um, quite clearly the, the last season for Roethlisberger, right? And hundred oh, percent. The question is, as those limitations roll on in the season, and I know he's had obviously issues as well with, with injuries to, to some of his receiving core, but as this goes on, can the Steelers keep it up where it can't just rely on their defense getting them out of jail every time and Najee Harris no. carrying the ball 74 times a game right? or, oh, can yeah. they? or maybe they can maybe they like the Patriots they are just old school unreconstructed and they'll get it done and it'll be enough to get in the playoffs go out in the wild card round you know and, and just just fade away for, from the season honestly I think everything you just said there adds to my idea that 
Mike Tomlin deserves the mid-season coach of the year award. Mm. I mean, the what he has managed to get out of this team, considering mm. the offense still ranks 25th in the league mm-hmm. and 28th running the ball, despite the fact that they use Najee Harris on every oh, single play. Oh, they 28th running the ball? My yeah, God. they're 28th running the ball. And, and that is despite the fact that Harris has, he has 150 runs this year. And that is accounting for pretty much all of the carries on the ground for Pittsburgh. It's incredible how much they're utilizing him. But yeah, I think Mike Tomlin... What he is getting out of this team can't be underestimated because I think we went, and again, going back to one of our preseason pods, we expected the Steelers team to drop off massively from last year. That was likely because we saw this coming from Roethlisberger. We saw this kind of drop-off. We saw the drop-off from their offensive line without the likes of Pouncey. And also their secondary hasn't performed that well, realistically. It's just they are very much reliant on this defensive front and this dink and dunk offense and mm-hmm. the fact that they have been able to have be this successful still being contention for the AFC North is mm-hmm. absolutely incredible and I don't think Mike Tomlin can get enough praise for that it has been absolutely sensational I can't wait to see what this team is capable of doing with a really good quarterback yeah. Ryan there is, yeah. is a great shot and thought yeah. I love that and I love the argument I'm a Tomlin fan as you know so I think that is very eloquently put propos so this game in particular, Pittsburgh obviously favourites because everyone's a favourite against Detroit. Yeah. How big is the line? The line is eight and a half points. The over-under is 42 and a half. So... Are you tempted in Detroit with a point? Yeah. Set? I mean, this is the problem. This is the problem. So I was, I am, I still am. I still am. But my only issue was, is that the public are also in Detroit, which kind of scares oh, me. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So that's my Of course fear. I am as well then. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but that's the thing. But then that this is my argument. Okay. So... Bear with me. This could be a little bit long-winded. If I if I stop making sense, just cut in. I'll just mute your mic. Yeah, I just mute my mic. So, first game of the season there. Mm. Insane loss to the 49ers, but ultimately Detroit were in the game. Second game, blown out by the Packers. Then they keep it tight and lose to a last-minute 66-yard 60, field goal against the Ravens in week three. Mm-hmm. Week four, easily beaten by the Bears. Fifth yeah. game, a ridiculous last gas drive by Kirk Cousins sneaks the win for the Vikings <laughs> against Detroit. Uh, I get Sixth game, yeah. blown out by the Bengals. Yeah. Week seven, we saw Detroit keep it competitive with the Rams. And then the Eagles completely dismantled them in their worst loss of the season in week eight. Yeah. I think this Lions side have the fight and the spirit to keep this game close. They don't have the talent to do it week in, week out. But they've had two weeks since the they're last blowout. They're off a bye, aren't they? Of course. Yeah, they, they've had two weeks since the last blowout. Yeah. And they're going up against the Steelers side off a short week. Yeah. The Saints are basically like the Steelers in the same sense, where I love taking them as an underdog, mm-hmm. but I'm not so sure about taking them as favourites. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, now I can't believe that you didn't come in with this. This is the ultimate Track hard... It. No, no, it's the ultimate hard man-off. Dan Campbell oh, going against Mike Tomlin... That is blockbuster. Dan Campbell wanting to prove himself. This is a statement game for Dan Campbell as a hard man in the NFL. That worries me. That worries me. That means Dan Campbell's going to trade. Tomlin is just so cool hand Luke. He's going to be getting Dan Campbell's going to play himself. Yeah, I think Dan, <laughs> Dan Campbell might just just get far too. So they'll start strongly. They'll be, you know, the, the Lions will be up at the half. Maybe take the Lions uh, up at the half. Yeah, as, and then as, they just completely fall apart. In the plug, half. So wound the halftime. The halftime talk is just so wound up, and uh, it all gets all gets a little bit too much for him. Uh, if they were going head to head in, let's say it's a bit like one of the those ridiculous exhibition 
Paul brother versus Floyd Mayweather kind of fight. Yeah. Dan Campbell versus Tomlin. Who's oh, your, who's your money? Fight. Well, this is the thing I was thinking, the way I was thinking it is if there was a Royal Rumble for NFL nice. head coaches, do you, know, do you not think that Mike Tomlin and Dan Campbell would be the last two in there? Yeah. T- Campbell would be the guy in sort of drawn second or third who would still be <laughs> yeah, at 28. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't believe Campbell's still in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin would be, uh, Dangerous, dangerous. Who else would handle Belichick them? would be hiding under the curtain and somehow it would be <laughs> Belichick could be under, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Belichick would have things under the mat that he would just reel out. Uh, who else could handle him? I mean, Joe uh, Judge. Joe Judge would have a judge, good shot. He's just a psycho. That's why. So you Judge, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you know, you'd have kind of, in the same way that they wheel out WWE veterans, you know, for a little cameo yeah. spot in the Rumble. That's it. Arians. And uh, <laughs> they'd kind of, they'd have a, a little burst and take two or three guys out and then be, then go out. Uh, yeah. I think Judge is a sneaky good pick for that. Uh, but Tomlin, my money would be, I think Carol would be quite, Carol would be quite good. I think Carol could just <laughs> go off like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, that would yeah. be Carol's entry. <laughs> Something we could look at in the off season propo. So, uh, what are you thinking? Are you gonna you, you leave? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the last points. points. Okay. I'm gonna take the last like points. That. Yeah, I think at they the end of win the day, right? the Steelers are not a good enough team offensively to blow a team out. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. It, it's gonna be ugly. Let's be honest. Jared Goff hasn't had 30 completions since Week One against the 49ers. Mm. Like he realistically has struggled. But I actually quite like Khalif Raymond, as we'll find out a little bit later. And I think they should be. They should be able to keep this game close. They've had two weeks. The Lions would have seen all of the upsets last week. And all I can imagine is Dan Campbell just sitting there watching Scott Hansen, his blood boiling at the fact that they're the only team with no wins. He's not going to just say, okay, well, we'll take the first pick and see what happens. Mm. That is not Dan Campbell's style. He is going to give everything yeah. they have a tough they have one of the toughest schedules to finish the season well, he's paying this, for he's paying for his gigs i think if he goes 0 17 he might get fired yeah i you're not wrong you're not wrong and honestly their schedule is hard enough that it could be it is quite possible yeah. i think yeah. it's only the falcons left that they've got who and of course the bears who they've got actually a chance of beating and then the steelers mm. you'd have to put in that camp because mm. i think there's a lot of worry in the steelers camp that this could be a trap game for them yeah 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 all right i like that right let's uh motor because we've got ground to cover and we're running out of time so propose prop bets the week the bounce back week here it goes the bounce back week yeah and obviously what you're going to do with the bounce back week is you're going to back the uh, Kansas City Chiefs so I am going Tyreek Hill over six and a half receptions let's be honest it was ugly last week for the Chiefs and that was the same for Tyreek Hill only four receptions for 37 yards that's not a stat line that we should get used to for Hill he had 12 receptions against the Giants two weeks ago and I expect Mahomes to rely on his main man again this week in prime time the Chiefs need to bounce back and when the lights are bright Nat the lights are bright the the stars will shine shine. how do you not know that that is poor that is really poor yeah I know you're waiting for that t-shirt that Christmas the Christmas jumper with uh, when the lights are bright I better get something like that for Christmas okay fine I'll get you I'll get you that for Christmas Um, my second one is we've spoken about him Dak Prescott over two and a half passing touchdowns Mm -hmm. I honestly think that the Dallas Cowboys roll on offense this week I think they're back to their best he looked rusty in week nine plain and simple he had more incompletions than completions for the first time since week 14 of 2016 now that was his rookie season so i expect him to bounce back against the falcons falcon falcons are allowing basically two passing touchdowns per game and dak Mm. is above average 
as a quarterback. So I expect him to go well here. Nice. And my last one, this is bold, Nat. This mm. is bold. I'm going over 36 and a half receiving yards for Khalif Raymond. That again, is a left field pick. It is a left field pick, but against the Rams, Nat. Mm. Raymond stood out, hauling in six of eight targets for 115 yards. Right. The veteran has been by far the most consistent wide receiver on the Lions at this point. In four or five games, he has seen six or more targets. The Steelers have allowed success to receivers despite having such a great defense. And I mean, Jared Goff has to throw the ball to someone. Someone's got to catch it. Someone's got to catch it. And I think between Khalif Raymond and TJ Hawkinson, that's who's going to take that is who's going to take these receptions. So I think 36 and a half receiving yards is too low. Too low. Of a number. All right, there you go. Those are propos prop bets of the week. The uh, the unders king of plumps are not going for uh, or any unders, or is he? Because uh, 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 I didn't know. I didn't rehearse this. I don't know <laughs> we never know what each other's going for yeah. with our, our Drew Locks of the week. So the the current score, first of all. So I'm now down two, right? You're now down two. Yeah, you're two five down. and three. Five and three. And no, you no, are, no. You're no, six, and, six and three. Six and four. Six and. Six and four. No, how can I be six and four? Are you five and you're five and four, aren't you? Oh my god, am I five and four? You're five and four. No, I'm six and three. No, you're five and four. Nah, really? You are. Yeah, yeah. No, you've lost three on the bounce. You need to do a bit more preparation for the show. (laughs) As uh, well, you should know your own record. You should know your own record. Oh, oh, you know. I know my. I know my own record. In one ear, out the other. With me, (laughs) (laughs) know that by now. All right, and you are what? You're six and seven and two. Bloody hell. Okay. Well, you are meant to be the pro, so that's fair enough. Uh, all right. So this is... Uh, right. This is... Do you know where your lock is? I do. Have you even looked at it yet? Have you even looked at the lines? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I am taking a team that's coming off the buy. The lines? No. The <laughs> Lions money line. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, that could have two key pieces back. And we're talking about veterans that... Uh, can still bring it. Has a quarterback uh, who is on pace, Propo, on uh, pace right now. Uh, but 5,631 passing yards and 53 touchdowns. Yeah. I'm on a big pace. fan of Taylor Heineke as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I know. You're I am taking it. Tampa Bay minus nine over Washington. Tampa Bay minus nine over Washington. Yeah. No Montez Sweat for the football team. Tampa Bay off the buyers, I say. Do you think that Tom Brady, knowing the pace that he's on, is thinking that Peyton Manning record is mine for the taking? And there might be a little bit of motivation there as well. This uh, is consistent with very good teams off the back of uh, a, a surprising performance, getting back into the groove over a team that isn't offering an awful lot, certainly where they should be. Uh, Tampa Bay, comfortable winners I think probably double digit winners over Washington but I take them minus nine no no that's completely fair enough I understand that especially coming off a bye realistically you have all the faith in the world and also coming off a bye and a loss do you know what I mean like right. I think that's where honestly Brady will come back so no I like that pick Matt um, I wish you all the best because obviously you're on a terrible run right now terrible <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible it's, not, it's still run. a profitable run can I point out I just want to make that clear yeah, yeah. just want to make that clear I like the Acker but yeah yeah we're all good we're all good well the Acker's <laughs> up, up on the season as well no, it, is, it, is, it is it is it is it is don't get cocky it's still one and two it's all this is do you know what's most scary is i'm actually probably more more confident with this lock than i have been with quite a few going into the season but 
at the same time, you can never try. You can never know anything for certain in NFL. But I am going. The unders mm. king of Plumpton is of going course. on the under forty five and a half in the Eagles Broncos game. Mm, okay, I like these that. are just two teams in my opinion that are defense heavy. Both yeah. teams will try and establish the run early yeah. doors. That clock will be chewed. All these defenses try and do is take away the big play, which mm. is exactly what you want when you're going for an underplay like this. The Eagles will cause this banged up Broncos O-line some problems throughout this game. And let's be honest, I don't really have that much faith in this Eagles offense anyway, despite Devonta Smith's breakout game last week. But this this Broncos defense is much better than the Chargers. So I expect mm. this game to be tight. I expect it to go quickly. I expect mm. both teams to try and run the ball as much as they possibly can. So I love the under 45 Point we, five here. You are the honest king of Plumpton. So I love that. Okay, brilliant. Let's wrap with our Acker of the Week. I've got an idea for Acker of the Week. See, yeah, it's, yeah. Achilles, you are getting so cocksure and brazen <laughs> with your arrogance. Um, uh, that's, and, and listeners, I should point out here that sure, I've been broadcasting, writing about the NFL for, for 15 years, but Ollie is the gambling specialist on the show. <laughs> oh, am I? Am I? Just, just to be clear about this, but he still, despite that, hands over the responsibility, and it's a big responsibility I, I carry on my shoulders, the Acker of the week, every week, because he can't, because he, you know, I just, I, well, I, it's doubt, more for my I doubt his commitment. At this point. I doubt it's, his it's, commitment. It's, it's, more for my, it's literally really just for my entertainment at this point. Because okay, last so he, week, it was quite hmm. close. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and can I point out, if you go back to my locks of the week, like, I mean, the Raiders and uh, I've had a couple of bad beats on that front, but unlucky, unlucky yeah. break. Unlucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's, but, what, hey, that's what every, yeah, that's yeah, what every everyone says. Here's my idea. Come on. Uh, like um, I've been watching recently, catching up with my, my one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, you will definitely not have watched it because it was made before 2014. Uh, we know you haven't watched it. Watched The Wire yet? You haven't. No, 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 no. Of course no, you no. haven't. Uh, no. Sopranos? No. No. No, of course not. Um, no. The West Wing? No. Of course not. Uh, in no. the West Wing. The great, the great West Wing. Uh, there is an episode that I was watching the other day where... Uh, Martin Sheen is the president. Jed Bartlett chooses to veto a bill. He pulls out the veto, right? Where the president can weigh in and veto something. Yeah. Are you going to veto the actor? No, <laughs> but you can. If it's a pick you don't like. Okay, fine. Yeah. You can yeah. veto it and you can step in and then our listeners can decide if they want to go with the original okay, fine. or the proper veto. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do, you, do you like that? Sound fair? I like that. No, no, I like that. You, I, like that. I wouldn't have vetoed. Like, to be fair, mm. last week, mate, I would not have vetoed the Rams. Like that yeah, was I mean, a really, my God, yeah, yeah I mean, was, uh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. This is, I wish we should have bloody known the way that the way that the week was going. Actually, the way, the way I know we're in a new fresh week now, but we should have known that, that Miami were going to turn over Baltimore. All right. Uh, so the first one you'll definitely agree with. I'm taking Dallas over Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 100%. 100%. Love that. Doubling down on the best team in the NFL with a losing record, Indianapolis over Jacksonville. Yep. Love that. Love that. Okay. This is where... It gets tricky, I think. Are you going to go Patriots again? I'm not. I'm staying away. I'm okay, still fine. learning my lesson. And of course, they will probably win comfortably. Yeah. The teams that I have backed um, that have let me down include the Patriots, the Raiders. Uh, that's just too much of a God knows where that's going to go. The, Ra the Raiders, Chiefs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so there are quite a few games like that. And, and obviously to get some kind of value. And this comes out at around one and a half to one, I think something like that. So otherwise, yeah, there's some really ridiculously heavy favorites where it would be under evens. And, you know, what's the point, frankly? So I'm taking uh, the charges over mini. 
Oh God, really? <laughs> no, you don't. You're not liking it. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know. Oh God, really? <laughs> okay, I, you, honestly, what's your veto pick then? No, I just. I. I mean, at the end of the day, my only issue with that is they are two of the most unpredictable teams in the NFL for sure. That's my only issue with that pick. Is I just don't. I don't know what's going to happen between those two teams. That's my only issue with that. So the line for that is currently at three, to be fair. So they're kind of saying that, but and the Chargers don't even have home field advantage, really. Well, that, like home field advantage matters to the Chargers. No, that is true. But right. I understand well, the problem is, there's, okay. no, so, no, the problem is, is there's a lot of big favorites this week. The problem is there's a lot of like, so you've already taken sort of two of them realistically. So if you want to get that, Juice up a little bit. Rams, you could let me. The Rams or the 49ers is about the same, or it's a little bit less, but they're looking. No, at... I will back you. I'm not going to veto it. I'm not going to veto it. Gonna, I'm going to veto it. I love you, know, I love Justin Herbert, and I think that the yep. Vikings are in a bad spot, but that's my only problem is that those two teams could do anything week on week. I think they yep. could beat any team and they could lose to any team. So I think yep. that's the only dangerous thing, but that's what we're doing here. Do you know what I mean? You've got the, the Bills, they're ridiculously heavy favorites over the, the Jets. Uh, the Patriots we've kind of covered against the Browns. I mean, oh, staying well clear of that one. Uh, we've already taken the Colts. The Saints. No, you're right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I suppose the alternative would be the Rams over the 49ers. Uh, and all the Chiefs. Well, well, that's the thing. Chiefs, you really feel confident about the, the Chiefs over there? Well, the no. Rams? But at the end of the day, I don't necessarily feel confident about any of these close games. I think no. they're quite tight. Because do you know what the funny one is? Do you know what the one where I am actually quite interested is? The Seahawks. I think the Seahawks have a really good chance to beat the Packers with Russell Wilson coming back. But there's obviously the unpredictability of knowing yeah, that's, what mean, he's going to be I, like. I, I get the argument. Look, I've been, I've been a, forget the Patriots um, bandwagon or rather, you know, Patriots standard bear. I'd be like that with the Chiefs all season long, right? I mean, I keep on saying they're going to come good. And if the Chiefs beat the Raiders by double digits, I wouldn't be surprised. But right no. now, my God, we just don't know whether we're coming or going with, with a lot of these results. So I felt that was maybe, yeah. the, the No, I'll go with you. I'm okay. a Justin Herbert fan. You know that. Yeah. This so is I'll go with you. I'm taking, let's take, let's distill it down to Herbert over Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Love it. There we go. That's our ACA of the week. Remember, just take those money lines straight up. Don't worry about the points with those ones. Giving you steers through the rest of the show. I've got to have a bounce back week. So I, yeah, right. Let's get out of Dodge proper. We got uh, a lot of ground to cover next week because college days is back. Of course. I might back. We're dropping that mm-hmm. Tuesday morning the, this week or next week, I should say, as we did this week. Uh, Shane Vereen back in the house. Super Bowl winning Shane Vereen next week as well. Uh, former teammate of Odell as well. Yeah, former teammate of Odell Beckham. So we'll get, we'll get into get some inside skinny on Odell from, from Shane. Uh, and of course, uh, Propo and I are back with Edge Rush once again. If you haven't listened to this week's episodes yet or all of them, they're all sitting there in the vault, all free to download, to subscribe to. Uh, easy peasy and some really good good stuff in there. Bands in great form on college days. Tom Deacon, mm-hmm. uh, very funny as ever. Uh, yeah. On the preview show, Iron Mike, it was Vintage Carlson. Vintage Carlson, deep, uh, deep analysis from him. So a real mix, something for everyone. I think it's fair to say on the NC show at the NC show is where you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any TikTok get no, 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 I can't. I've, I've told you until I know that I can trust you not to behave the same way as right. Jackson Mahomes. We're yeah. not going to have TikTok. Okay, here is my pledge to you. If my Drew Lock of the Week comes off and my Acker comes off, no, okay, fine, yeah, you are setting yourself on TikTok. Okay, fine, yeah, yeah, deal, deal, deal. All right, we'll see how we go. Look after yourself, bud. I'll see you Sunday. Cheers, mate. See you later. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.